I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. Welcome back to Carter and Lowry, week number 21, and uh, we've got a great show for you, obviously, uh, with March Madness just around the corner, uh, a lot to be excited about, but first, let's talk about ha- what happened last week in the ACC tournament. Uh, we talked to you, if you did not listen to it, on Friday about uh, a little ACC tournament update, but the Tar Heels didn't end up losing that game to Florida State, 69-66, Armando Baycott led the Heels with 12 points and 6 rebounds. But UNC, the critical stat, they shot 56% from the free throw line, including Daron Sharp missing two clutch free throws in a row at the end of the game. And uh, so, but the Tar Heels did end up with an 8 seed um, in March Madness. Sam, is this too high or too low? Um, I don't know. I think it's pretty fair because we we didn't play great in either the uh, Virginia Tech game or the Florida State game. So I think it's pretty fair. It, it, the regular season really demonstrates why we're an eight seed. Yeah, um, I got to agree with you, but I do think that, um, you know, when we're at our peak, I think we're definitely playing a little more like a little five seed. So I understand the uh, rating, but um, always tough to be an eight seed because, you know, we will have to play a team about our level and then have to play one seed if we do win, unless, you know, a miracle happens. Um, but the big controversy surrounding most of the tournament is Duke uh, dropping out of their season completely. So, Sam, if Duke had not had these COVID concerns, do you see them, you know, maybe beating Florida State and getting into the tournament? Um, Maybe they could have beat Florida State, but... I mean, I don't know that they could have continued that momentum into Carolina and then uh, winning the ACC tournament. I just feel like even if they – or well, I don't know. I, I don't think that they deserve to go regardless, and they didn't. Well, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. They completely canceled their season. They're not even going to play in the NIT. Uh, so that is it for Duke basketball. But in some other news and some other sports, uh, Justin Thomas went to players outlasting Bryson DeChambeau and Lee Westwood. And uh, Cam Newton re-signs with the Patriots on a one-year deal. And if you know if you know Sam, you know how he feels about Cam Newton. So, uh, Sam, how do you feel about the signing for the Patriots? I think that uh, it's ridiculous just because Cam Newton did not do anything last year for the Patriots. He was not a star player, and they didn't do anything. So I think it's, I think it's uh, ridiculous that they resign him. Well, it will certainly uh, be a bit of a change of pace considering the success they've had for so many years with Tom Brady. Uh, but Tom Brady did sign his new deal with the, with the Buccaneers, so he will be there for another two seasons, I believe. So a uh, potential dynasty in the making uh, in Tampa. But uh, we're a long way out from the uh, NFL season. Uh, but that's going to do it for this quick little AC tournament uh, segment. And we'll be right back to give you the full lowdown on March Madness. All right, welcome back uh, to Carter and Lowry. 
and uh, let's get you ready for the most exciting weeks of the year, March Madness. Uh, but we have a special announcement before we get started. Uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of a challenge here. Uh, if you download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app and join the group, Carter and Larry fans, we will be picking one person, uh, the person that finishes you know, first in the bracket challenge, um, besides me and Sam, and then we'll come on the show to talk about the bracket at the end of the tournament. So you definitely want to sign up for that. We'll have you on regardless of where you live, whether we know you or not. You know, we'd love to have you, and uh, we'd love to talk about brackets, which we're gonna do right now. And so, Sam, first question: How do you name your bracket each year? Um, I don't really name my bracket. It's really just named after myself. I just named it Sam. Yeah, um, I like to keep it creative. I've you know mixed in there rhymes with orange sometimes. This year. Our bracket is called the engine that could, um, but let's get down really into the meat of our bracket. So if you, uh, op- we'll open up your bracket here, Sam. Uh, let's just, uh, I'll get started just talk about some of my first run upsets I have. Um, if you know me, you know I love, you know, the Shockers. I think it's one of the best mascots in sport. And so if Wichita State does make it out of the first four, I have them to beat USC. Um I also picked Georgetown to beat Colorado in the first round and uh, MSU to beat BYU. I picked Maryland to beat UConn and I picked Virginia Tech to beat Florida, Florida, just Florida. I picked Georgia Tech to beat Loyola and I picked Syracuse to beat San Diego State and that's it. Everything else in the first round I have is chalk. So Sam, what are some of your first round upsets that you picked? So my first round upsets, I have... um... Uh, let's see here. Like you said, Georgetown, I have them beating Colorado just because they've been on a hot streak. And then I have Maryland beating UConn just because I haven't seen much from either team. But I do know that Maryland's in the Big Ten, and the Big Ten is strong this year. Then I have... um, I also have Virginia Tech beating Florida. And then... um, I have Georgia Tech beating Loyola Chicago. And then I have Syracuse beating San Diego State. And then that's it for my first round upsets. So uh, mainly um, the hard part of picking a bracket is, you know, picking the upsets. So do you have any kind of method to your madness on uh, picking your upsets year after year? Not really. I just I just kind of have a feeling about who I think is going to win and, I just kind of go with my gut. All right, well, uh, moving on to the second round here. Um, let's just talk about, you know, if you go over to the Sweet 16 set tab, Sam, uh, what are some of the, you know, non-top four teams that you have in your Sweet 16? Well, I have North Carolina playing Villanova, who is a five seed, and then... Other than that, just Texas Tech. So those are my only non-top four teams. Yeah, and uh, I have Georgetown advancing all the way to play Michigan in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. I have Villanova playing Baylor. And uh, I have Clemson playing uh, West Virginia. But let's talk about the Tar Heels. Uh, they will play Wisconsin on Friday at seven ten, I believe. Uh, that game is on CBS. Sam? What kind of chances do you give the Tar Heels in their first-round matchup? I give Carolina 
a I think I'll give him a 66% chance. So better than 50, but not 100%. Just because I know my Tar Heels and I know how if they're if they're clicking then they can be one of the best teams like you said. So I I got to go with my Heels. And uh, let's look at some of the uh, other teams you're root for. Um, obviously, uh, you know, there's some Clemson in you. Uh, how do you feel about their chances uh, against Rutgers? I don't feel great about them just because I know Rutgers was really good earlier in the season. I don't know how they are now. And after that Clemson-Miami game, I just I I don't feel great about our chances, but I do have them beating Rutgers. And so, what do you think about that matchup against Houston uh, that Clemson will have if you know they beat Rutgers? Well, I saw Houston a while back, and what I saw from them is that they're a really big team. They have a lot of big guys down low. So I like those chances even less. And uh, what about that uh, Baylor-North Carolina game? Obviously, you said you picked North Carolina to win that game. Uh, Why is that? I don't know. I just just have a feeling. I I saw Baylor against uh, Oklahoma State in the uh, Big 12 tournament, and they did not look like a number one seed. And North Carolina is one of my teams, so I got to go with them in that matchup. All right, and moving on to our Elite Eight, uh, what teams do you have that are not the uh, top two seeds in those respective regions? Um, I actually have North Carolina making it to the Elite Eight, and then I have Florida State making it up there as well. Yeah, I have Kansas as a three seed in the West. And I have Oklahoma State versus West Virginia in the uh, Midwest. I really liked what Cade Cunningham did. I got to watch a couple games of his uh, in the Big 12 tournament. And I really like the things yeah. that uh, they're doing at Oklahoma State. Uh, they're a very fiery bunch, so I like their chances. And moving on to the Final Four, these are the teams that they lose. They could really br- bust your bracket. Sam, why don't you go ahead and read us off your Final Four. So I have to have Gonzaga in there. And I have them playing Florida State. And then I have Ohio State against Houston in the other matchup. So, And I have Gonzaga versus Michigan. And then I also have Ohio State versus Oklahoma State. And so, Sam, who do you have in your championship game? My championship game is Gonzaga against Ohio State. And if you know me, you know that... I absolutely cannot stand Ohio State. They are my least favorite team aside from Duke basketball. So you already know who my national champion is. And uh, I have Michigan versus Ohio State, and I also uh, did not pick Ohio State to win. I have Michigan as my champion. And so let's take it back for just a second. Uh, Sam, which of these one seeds uh, do you think has the best chance to go down early? Uh, Gonzaga, Michigan, Illinois, or Baylor? Um, I think I think Baylor 
or or Illinois. I actually think Illinois just because they have Georgia Tech and Georgia Tech, as we saw in the ACC tournament, is a very fiery team. So I think they had the biggest chance to uh, go down. And uh, looking at the ACC, you know, we've covered the ACC the entire season. We, sh- we should be pretty familiar with it. Which team in the ACC do you think has the best chance to uh, make a deep run in this tournament? I really like Georgia Tech's chances. I know they're not a high seed, but if they can get past uh, Loyola, Chicago, and Illinois, then I think they, uh, they could hit a run. So I like them. Yeah, obviously they were the ACC tournament champions, um, but a lot to uh, consider when filling out your bracket. And so, Sam, give um, give us one uh, team that you know some people may pick to re- reach you know a far level, but you would advise against you know putting them pretty far in your bracket. Um, I would say shy away from teams like Alabama or mostly Alabama just because they don't have that kind of experience that other one, two seats have like uh, Gonzaga and Ohio state and teams like that. They just haven't been on that kind of stage like those other teams have. So I'd say keep away from them. And uh, how about the best Cinderella team? Maybe a team that's a, a double-digit seed, but that you could see making it possibly to the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. Um, I like, uh, I guess, uh, Georgia Tech's not a double-digit seed, but, hmm, let's see. Virginia Tech, just because... Even though they've had a break, I think that was one of the main reasons that they lost to uh, Carolina and did not play great. But I think they're a lot better team than what we saw against Carolina. So I think they're my Cinderella, if you will. And, um, yeah, that is uh, pretty much uh, all you need to know. Uh, Make sure you join. Uh, our bracket challenge before Friday and uh, Sam if you had to pick some of the experts that we've had on the show um, I guess Reed Weichel is technically our uh, college basketball expert which of those experts do you get the best chance to win obviously there's anyone can enter uh, which of the experts that we've had so far do you think is the best chance uh, to win this challenge it's got to be Reed just because of he's Essentially, the sports encyclopedia, aside from you, of course. So I give I give Reed the best chance to take it all. You never know uh, who it could be. It could be you. Um, so make sure to enter. That is the gr- the uh, name of the group is Carter and Lowry fans. Uh, so make sure you join. Remember, you're only allowed to enter one bracket, so you're not allowed to put in two. So put in your best bracket, uh, give it your best shot, and uh, we will see who will come out on top at the end of the tournament. Um, around uh, Sunday, um, probably in the morning time, 
we will have a little round of 64 update, giving an update on all the games that happened um, on Friday and Saturday. Obviously, the times are a little bit shifted because they're trying to space out uh, the games as much as possible to give teams a chance to get into Indianapolis. Uh, but it should be a lot of fun to watch this tournament. Um, so glad that we have been able to make it this far into the season. And uh, Sam, any final thoughts uh, for people filling out their brackets? Nope. All right. And uh, I guess I, all I can say now is uh, get filling. And uh, coming up next, we're going to give you a breakdown of a great week for the Hornets. All right. Welcome back to Carter Lowry. And a great week for the Hornets, as I mentioned. Uh, they went 2-0 on the week and are now 19-18 and overall. They're sixth in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they beat the Pistons in a nail-biter, and they also beat the Raptors by 10. But take uh, no uh, you know, close feelings about that game. The Hornets were up by like 27 at one point, and they kind of put the scrubs in. The scrubs kind of blew it. But a great win, a great week. Um, but it's certainly going to not get easy. Uh, the Lakers and the Clippers are looming in the next couple of weeks. So a lot uh, of uh, you know easy games we have. Uh, kind of behind us now so we gotta kind of dig in and try to just stay above 500 over this tough stretch um, but a bit interesting to see that you know the easiest part of the schedule is really coming in May uh, so hopefully the Hornets can finish strong and uh, keep that playoff spot because we'd all love to see it so Sam give us our player of the week this week so our player of the week this week is Devontae Graham who had two great performances as he came back from an injury. Yeah, always uh, love to uh, see him back. But um, interesting to see how he fits in the lineup now with LaMelo. Uh, James Rickman said LaMelo is our guy. So uh, interesting to see how he fits back in the lineup. But our top dogs, the 76ers, still on top. The Nets are close on the heels, and so are the Bucks. And the Heat have managed to uh, pull it around after a difficult start of the season. They're now the four seed. So, Sam, what's going on out west? So, out west, we have the Jazz at 28-10, and 10, still the best team in the country. And then you have the Suns at 25-12 and 12 in second. And then you have the Lakers at 25-13 and 13 in third. And then you have the Clippers at 25-15 and 15 in fourth. And Bradley Bill is still leading the league in points per game, averaging 32.1 points per game. Sam, who is leading the league in rebounds per game? So in leading the league in rebounds is Clint Capella with 14.3 rebounds per game. And James Harden is still leading the league in rebounds at 11 rebounds, I mean, excuse me, assists per game. Um, he's fitting in nicely with his new team, and it'll be interesting to see um, how that shakes out. And so obviously with the Nets, if you did not hear, if you not heard, the Nets have added Blake Griffin to their roster, trying to fill out um, the back half of their roster. And so, Sam, let's say that those two teams did meet in the finals. In a seven-game series, who do you have, the Lakers or the Nets? I got to go with the Nets just because of the uh, offensive firepower. So, I mean, it's it's got to be them. And adding Blake Griffin just – adds to the uh, defense which they needed so I gotta go with the Nets yeah it's interesting to see uh, you know the Jazz and the Lakers um, both two teams at the top of the 
Western Conference right now are great defensive teams. So it'll be interesting to see how they would match up against the Nets. Uh, offense or defense, you know, the old saying goes, the defense wins championships. Uh, but we'll see how things shake out this year. Uh, but that is going to do it uh, for this episode of Cardin Lowry. And, um, you know, watch March Madness. We will be back for a March Madness update on Sunday morning, uh, probably around noon. We will put it on an Instagram post, letting you know about that. Um, but it's going to be a great week in sports, so um, keep your you know, phone notifications on. And I uh, hope you don't get too sucked away from work uh, watching all the March Madness games. Uh, but uh, thanks for listening.